Live from the summit in Phoenix, Arizona, the Core presents Sales Training Bootcamp with Lisa Wells and John Vine. Today's topic, Circle the Wagons, how to survive a downturn and come out ahead. We were supposed to just teach a class. We didn't know it was going to be like general session class. Yeah. a lot of people in here. Okay. So this class is called Circling the Wagons. I can't remember what the little subpart is. But I am super excited to teach this class today with my co-teacher, John, who is incredible. So this is a realtor and a lender class. So both of us are going to tag team on a couple of things that we're doing. But I'm so excited to teach this class because I think that this market, even though it's not a good market, a bad market, it is a market, um, it is humbling. Right? How many of you guys have been in your this business for more than 10 years? Okay. More than 15 years? Less than five years? Cool. And, yep. All right. <clears throat> so for anyone that's been around, you lived through probably 2008 or some of the remnants of it, like you feel like that was the downturn, that you made it through that, you, you're good. And then COVID happens and you make it through that. And then this happens um, with interest rates going up so quickly. And for me, I was like, are you kidding me that I have to go back and literally work twice as hard for half the business and half the money? Yes, is the answer. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I also think is really... Uh, a realization after I was done kind of crying about, I don't understand, like I've been doing this business for 22 years. I don't understand why people just don't come. But it, it takes really consistent prospecting, which I was not doing enough of, clearly. And so to have that realization that you have to do double the work and half get half the money, it's also one of those things like the last two years where we were order takers and virtually just running fast food restaurants. How many of you guys think that right now you like this business better because this is like fine dining and this is really what we were cut out to do? All your hands should be up. You guys, this is better, I promise. It is not more lucrative right now. But when we were simply doing order taking and everyone, it was just all about speed, right? Now it is about strategy. It is about relationship. It is about connection and really being the go-to person. Like this is what we've been carved out to do, this market. And so I feel like right now, if you have that attitude like, I mean, I'm kind of through it. Like, I, I, you know, had a couple of breakdowns. Hunter, thank you for being my therapist half the time. Um, but that is this market. And this market is the market that is, like, this is what will make your next three to five years if you do it right and if your attitude and your effort show up. So that's what this class is all about, Okay. So we're going to work on your mindset a little bit. We're going to work a little bit on money. And then we are going to work on mingling because we like the three M's, really, which is all the tactics that we're doing that have to be different now in this market because what worked six months or a year ago, hello, not going to work right now. 
so different. And I get the luxury to teach with John Bai. If you guys don't know John Bai, and I don't know him really well, but I've asked a couple of my fellow coaches, because John's always like, we should get to know each other, and we have the best intentions, and then life takes over, and here we are. But I asked a couple of the, the real estate coaches, like, give me something about John. And there were three things that came resoundingly clear. The happiest, most positive dude ever. Good. We need you right now. The most genuine and authentic, true to his character realtor. Thank you for setting the bar for the rest of us. And number three, a dad of a a sweet little baby girl named Rory who's less than six months old. Close, right? Close. Six months? And a half. Okay. It's, who's counting? Okay, dude. Um, who, who, when I talked to John, like, wasn't even sure he was going to have a baby. So I love that he's all of those things, and he's an amazing person. So if you guys don't know him, you got to get to know him during this time. So, yeah. Thank John, you. start off. I appreciate it. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Lisa's going to bring a ton of value. And so at team training, I don't know if you all heard, so we got to just address the elephant in the room. So if your team was at team training and came back, like, on fire and maybe a little scared for their job, um, it's because of this lady right here. And ultimately, she kind of, she was scaring me. I'm like, I got to step up my game. I'm not worthy. So I think we're all in this space right now where we need to get a little bit better. And I've been in the program for pushing 10 years. And I was going to do a lunch and learn, and I was driving. This is about three weeks ago. And I realized I had this feeling that I hadn't had in a very long time. And it reminded me of when I first got into this program. And there is so much opportunity out there. And I felt like I was kind of going back to the basics of all basics. You can kind of wipe everything away that you were doing before, all the bad stuff, all the bad habits, and hit the reset button. So I came in and I have like this new wave and I'm excited and I'm ready to go and I'm always smiling and all that stuff. Um, but people kind of ask me is like, how do you do it? And how do you stay so positive? And it's repetition. Um, I was playing golf with Tammy and this is a great story just yesterday. And she comes up to me like four holes into it. And she's like, John, what's going on with you? And gave me this, like called me out on it, which I really appreciated. But what I realized was I was out of my zone. Like I'm not, I, I didn't have my triggers. This suit is like my trigger. It's like my power suit. Anytime I dress up, I feel like I can do anything. And I was just in this space where I was, didn't have that trigger that turned the wheels in my mind. So I want you to think about what are those things that you're doing on a daily basis that triggers you instantly to where you can just turn it on and you can get super excited And you can do it over and over and over again to where it just becomes natural. Now what I got to figure out is how to get more, maybe have a little more fun on the golf course. I kind of think I'm getting better right now. So that's what my excuse was. I was really dialed in. And after I did start having more fun, unfortunately, I didn't play as good, but I did have a lot more fun. So that was really good. So, but as we talk about the mindset piece, you have to have the trigger. So what is it? I want you to think about it right now. And eventually, and what it is, if that's closing your door right before you walk into the office, it's when you come in, 
you got to show up big right now, bigger than you ever have. If you come in with a flat face or a frowny face, your whole day is absolutely toast. You got to bring it like you've never brought it before. I'm a high fiver and a hugger. And that's my favorite stuff to do. Because how do you get mad when you're getting high fives and you're hugging people? It's like impossible. And if they get really mad or you're really mad at them, hug them really, really hard and step on their toes a little bit. Right? You can still do it. But you have to figure out what that is for you. So I would love to know, Lisa, what your triggers are. you got to have one. Um. I think for me, my morning routine is really where I, how many of you guys have a morning routine? So here's what's weird about my morning routine. I don't do my morning routine until I get to the office. I don't know why it's just, I mean, part of it. And so I think having that morning routine and being really able to make sure that that is what sets you up to start the day properly. So I'll share my morning routine, but I think it's important all of you work on one, have one, make sure that there's something that's going to move the needle for you. So for me, I'm an early riser. I grew up on a farm. So if you slept past 6am, it was like burning daylight. So I get up at about 445 every day and I either work out or I walk my dogs in the dark. Um, I always listen to a podcast. I listen to a podcast about something that is positive to put into my brain. Sometimes I listen to things about the market or insights about the market or something like that. I get ready in about 13 minutes. I go to work. And literally, I'm, that's no joke. And I go to work. And when I get to work, the first thing that I do is I write in my gratitude journal. That is super important for me because when you are grateful, it is very hard for you to be fearful or nervous or wigged out. So write in my gratitude journal. I also write what are the top three most important things that I have to get done today. Have to get done. Have you ever you guys had those days where you um, are like busy all day long and all of a sudden the end of the day comes and you're like, crap, what did I do today? Yes? It's because you reacted to every single other person's agenda, not your own. Okay? So three most important things that I've got to get done. I wrote those. And then I write a little bit about just mindset, how I'm feeling, or I write about a positive interaction I had the day before. So I do that, I uh, listen to the proverb of the day, and then I read 10 pages in a book. Because if I read 10 pages in a book, I can't remember what the stat is, but by the end of the year, I'll have read like 12 books. And for me, reading is good because I'm a starter, not a finisher. So when I can read 10 pages every day, I actually finish a couple of books. So thumbs up on that. So for me, that is my morning routine. And then... I get going whatever I need to get going. Because I think when you ask about triggers, it's setting myself up for whatever my agenda is first, putting positive things in my brain so that all day long when stuff's coming at you like, oh my gosh, I'm going to argue with you about 0.07% interest rate that you are higher than this person. Like all of that gives you almost like a little bit of a, a suit of armor or extra ammunition. So morning routine probably is a big trigger for me. That's awesome. One other thing right now by a show of hands, who feels like they're working maybe a little too late into the day? Wow, that's good for you. I thought it was going to be a lot more than that. So the one thing that I really appreciate now with having a baby is that you tend to get up a little bit earlier. So 
my wife and I have made it a pact that in the morning we get our quality time in before the day starts. Because I would love to say that I'm perfect and I set my phone down when I get home every night and that I don't check my email in the bathroom sometimes very quietly. Like, yes, we're all, we all do it. And unfortunately, it's not nearly as much as I used to do it, but it ever, it happens every once in a while. And like anything, you have to control, if you can control your morning, you can control the rest of the day, but do the things that are most important in your life. And I think for me, it's getting that time with my wife and my daughter in the morning before the phone starts ringing, before everything goes. Cause it is really hard for me to shut it down still. Cause I'm, I'm very involved, but if you get it, if you get it in and you make a point of doing that every single morning, that might be a way that you can strengthen, strengthen some of those bonds with your better half, significant other before the day gets started. So what we'd like to do before we jump into the money aspect is for everybody at the table to go around and what's your trigger or what's one thing that you need to make sure that you're doing every single morning so that you can show up how you need to for your team. So we'll give you like three minutes to go around. Rick Ruby style, just say it and go and don't talk about it after that. Okay. Okay. Did everyone have a chance to share? Yeah, thanks, so. Okay, we're going to have one or two tables just do a quick share. Um, one thing we forgot, guys, is please turn to page 126. No. no 276. Sorry, I'm dyslexic. Bad with numbers. Just kidding. Um, 276 in the book. That's the, the where you can take notes, where we'll reference some of the, the handouts there. So at this table here, who wants to share what was something that was a trigger, something that really helped them kind of kickstart the day a positive way? Uh, just reminding myself that every time I call, it could be $5,000 in commission. That's it. Love it. Anyone else? I do a happy dance just to get everything moving and shaking. Actually, you should show them. Right now. All the time. All the time. All the time. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm obsessed with on like Instagram reels, like those shuffle people. Like I'm not kidding. Have you guys seen it? Oh my, oh no. No, no, no. Um, but I'm obsessed with them. I just think it's so more, and like they have like have springs in their feet. It's ridiculous. Go ahead. One more. Gangster rap in the morning. Mm-hmm. Gangster rap. Not just rap. Alright, anyone else? Good, alright. So definitely trigger, good, Ben? I start my day off with a little quiet time for about an hour and a half. It's huge. I, uh, I live in Minnesota and I walk my dogs every single day. It could be negative 20, but for me, it's super important to be outside with fresh air as chilling as it is on my lungs and almost like breaking of them, but it's so important for me to be outside. Um, Jeremy mentioned one thing, and I think this is something like your trigger about it could be $5,000. One thing I always think about before I start my power hours, so this could be my trigger, I say to myself every single time, I am saving, I am not selling. I am saving that realtor from the next 
bad experience of maybe a, a lender that doesn't explain things or their client has to explain a lot of things or they have to explain to their client things that a lender should have a deal maybe that didn't close or that could go down not the way that they want it to go down. So I think every single time I am saving, I am not selling. Makes it a lot easier and a lot more of a off of when I'm doing my power hours. Okay, did anyone mention like evening routine to really put your mind in check? I love it. I think evening routine is almost as important. Recap the day. What went well? What can you change for tomorrow? Um, I think is also really big on making sure that you bookend the day with starting it positively, ending it positively. And what did you get done? Let's be grateful for that and let's do a little bit better tomorrow. Okay, now we're going to go into some money because when you got to circle the wagons, what do you got to do? Count the money. Count the money, save the money, stop spending the money. So... John, take it away. Okay. Give us some money tips or what you did at this point to make sure that you're surviving and thriving. Yes. So a lot of it is, I love where we're at because of all the hard work we've already put in to everything up until here. I hope that all of us through coaching and through Rick's guidance and Kendra's guidance and all of us that are here in this room that over the last two years, we just didn't totally get rid of all of our cash. So I think, I think we're doing okay. So, but with that being said, you gotta pay attention to it. It's really, really important. You have to run a really good business and the money part of it is huge. Rick was just busting my chops about my P&L and there's something that he said to me that I just don't understand why I don't ever do it. And it's making adjustments, whether it's a good month or a bad month. And I think we constantly have to be doing this. He does the thing, you know, everybody got his P&L last week or whatever, and it's got all the circles on it, the stuff that he wants to dive into. And I'll be totally honest. My my wife does the P&L, and it's freaking awesome, and she is super-duper dialed in, and I get to turn it in with my homework and talk about it, and I know it's always right, but we don't sit back and really dive into it as much as we need to to make those adjustments so that when things do change that we're already ahead of it and we're not chasing our tails. So making those adjustments every single month is huge, but I will say right now, more than anything else, when it comes to the money, Rick talked about it earlier, it's other people's money and not your client's money. It's your team's money. Okay. So by a show of hands right now, who does the personal budget with every single one of their team members? Okay, that's like 25% of the room. Right now, they're freaking out. Because they see what's going on. It's not as busy. Some people are not here anymore. They're wondering if it's them next. You haven't been pouring into them to make sure that they're in a safe place. And that you got them. If you didn't raise your hand, you're letting them down. Yes, Randall. Any tactics on helping getting your team to do that? Because I've offered it, but I've got two team members that are just holdouts. They're like, no way, not doing it. That's a great question. So Randall's question was, how did you get them all to do it? Incentives. Incentives, yes, can work for some people. 
But this is ultimately how it ended up working for me because I tried forever, forever, forever. I tried to bribe them. I tried to force them into the room. I did all this stuff, right? Sometimes locked it. You ever seen that episode of The Office where he like locks them in the room, right? Puts them, it's the jail episode. Oh, it's great. So, but what ended up happening, there was two, two things. Number one was that most of the people that had fear around it was having the conversation with their partner about it that wasn't on, around us, right? The wife or the husband, they just weren't on board. So I said, okay, I'm not going to try to get you to get them on board, but you get a paycheck from me and you have bills you have to pay. So let's just look at your money. Nobody else's. Because ultimately, I know if I'm taking care of you, then you can figure it out. So we got through that hurdle. But I'll tell you the way it really happened and how it really got people to do it was I really actually started to care about it. There's a difference of doing it because Rick tells you to do it, and there's a difference when you actually know that they should be doing it because it changed your life. And if they're not doing it and you know how to do it and you're not teaching them and they're not absorbing it, it's all on us if they fail. And I was sitting in a quarterly meeting that we were having with them and I literally was crying. I was so emotional that I could not understand how I was trying to pour into them so much and I cared so much and they just weren't even giving me the time of day about it. And it straight up hurt my feelings. And I told them that. And after that, the next month, everybody slowly started getting on board. Because they knew why I was actually doing it. Not because somebody told me to do it. But because I know it can change their life. And it can keep them safe. Guys, that's it. Yeah. Right there. So, Like that was like huge. Crazy. You guys have to You're get welcome. that. So people, you know, it's the, people don't know how much you care before, you know, we were talking about earlier. I can never always get backwards. I'm dyslexic. I can't spell. You'll hear about that all tomorrow. <laughs> but that's just the biggest part. So if you really want them to do it, you've got to get passionate about it. Don't be like, oh, we're going to do it. We're going to talk about it. And this is going to be it. Don't let them slide. If you got to make hypothetical scenarios, like on a note card, like you're going back to high school or something, and this is like, this is your job, and this is how much you make and spend or whatever, do it, but then eventually say, wouldn't this just be easier if it was just your own numbers? Like you're already doing it. But if I don't teach you how to do this, you can't teach your kids how to do it. Huh? Will you do it for your kids? They better say yes, because if they say no, Why? Because that's ridiculous. So that's on the personal side. Let's talk about the business side of the money a little bit. Can you talk about that? Well, I want to know, Jen, from you, are there anything that you have done in your personal P&L that you've had to adjust, <laughs> maneuver, cut? What are maybe one or two things as a realtor that you have adjusted to make sure that you're, you're staying profitable or staying? Absolutely. That's a great question. So on our P&L basis, I've had to shift the mindset a little bit. I love how we do our tracking and how our reporting, and it really helps us make educated decisions for moving forward. But right now, the way I'm looking at it is this is how much money we have to spend on our business, period, every month. Where is it going to go? 
and looking at what are the things that we have to spend the money on and take care of those and all of the other stuff? Is it stuff that we really need to do? So it's identifying the have tos and the fluffy stuff because number one is I don't want to have to let anybody go. I'm people over stuff all day long. So I need to figure out how to thin it out to where I can keep people employed and I can keep them doing their personal budget and I can keep them being safe, not buying leads or spending more money on mailers. Like, here's the deal. If it gets really tight, there's no mail. Guess what's going to happen? We're all going to go out and hand deliver all the stuff because stamps are like 60 cents now too. It's outrageous, right? It's probably cheaper just to go door knock everybody. So the tactic is circle the stuff that you need to work on on the P&L. And for me, it's really just getting away from the things that I wasn't paying attention to at all. I'm just spending the money because we're making the money and it was easy. But now you got to put the cap on it. You don't spend over X in your section one, breaking it down between your office expenses, your wages, your miscellaneous, your personal. You got to give yourself a budget and you can't go over it. Period. Is, is there anything that you've cut out? So when you talk about like the fluff, like define fluff. Lots of extra. Um, our team events, we probably go way over two. So too many team events, there too much money for them. Always trying to be like fancy and glitz and glamoury. Ultimately, you can really dumb it down because I found the powers in the invitation. You can do a really good team event for 1500 bucks. It doesn't have to be five grand. You do not need to mail like the most glamorous stuff. It can be old school. Y'all got copy machines. You can still make some pretty good stuff in the office. You don't have to pay somebody a ton of money to do it for you. So we've really cut down on our postage costs. Ultimately, the biggest part though is looking like we don't, we just don't spend a lot of money on the things we don't need anymore. It's people and food. And everything else you can kind of not have to do anymore. So you have to just identify it. And if you don't need it, just get rid of it. Any like extra little subscription, stuff like that, just get rid of it. Even if it's a hundred bucks, like it's just a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's just a hundred bucks, but who cares, man? You're spending 400 bucks on food. If you get rid of the hundred bucks, that's 25% savings on your food bill. So prepay for your photographer. Your photographer is hurting right now, right? Prepay. Be like, hey, give me a discount. I'll write you a check. You got a good month right now? Write him a check for five grand because you can afford it right now. Then you don't have to pay for it down the road. Kendra was super, super great like years ago about our budgeting for like our trips and things like that on our personal budget. Well, for our team, we do every single month, we just put money to the side. So at the end of the year, when we do a big thing for our team, there's always enough money there no matter what. So it's being strategic and budgeting some of those larger things that you're going to pay for throughout the year so that it doesn't whack you. And you're like, man, how did my, it, your P&L got out of control that month because you had this one large expense for Christmas bonuses and a big party and stuff like that. But if we started chopping it up month, 12 months instead of paying it for one, and that's really helped out to be strategic and to make sure that we can get through even months that are not as great as we would hope they would be. How about for you? Love it. Um, okay. So for me, like on the money side, I love the team stuff. Not all my team does the budget, so I definitely can improve there. Um, but a couple of things too, when we're talking about money. So there's a couple of uh, specific things that I've done to adjust. So P and L wise, 
Really look for, for lenders if you run a P&L or if you don't run a P&L and you're running expenses or your personal expenses, really look at spending money on only the things that actually will bring in business or bring introductions that will then bring in business. So we talk a lot about right now ROI, right? Because with the rates being high and even if the market does a little bit of, you know, adjusting or negative, we still can have clients get a good ROI on buying a home right now, right? Have you guys all done those kind of videos? Right now, we got to look at every single expense that we have in our P&L and see, is that a good return on our investment? Does that move the needle in the business? So there are many, many things that we did in 20 and 21 because we had money and it was easy. But if we really looked at that ROI on things, it didn't return what we spent. So really starting to pay attention to some of those details. So number one, if anyone's doing Zillow or those kind of things, make sure if you are doing them, review with who you're doing them the return. I want to make at least a three to one return on anything I spend on Zillow. That's just kind of my, my thing. And I recently cut out, you know, probably a bigger team, uh, because I wasn't making that return. So any of those Zillow spends, anything like that, really look at that ROI and make sure that they're worth the squeeze. Um, what else did I write down here? B-Day cards. Um, yes, postage expensive. Um, I will send out these really cute birthday cards that look like they're handwritten, um, like with a third grader's Crayola, and everyone comments on them, but they're like nine bucks a piece. So I know you're like, wow. But they are really cool, and people comment on them, but... I can't send them out to everyone anymore. So I adjust who I send out. And then rather than them getting the cards, now instead of those getting $8 cards, I'm calling them, texting them, and doing a personal video to them if I don't reach them. That's free. Okay? So little things like that where we used to throw money at things because we had money, let's relook at those things and go, how do we adjust now and make it more personal and cheaper? And I promise you guys, the videos that I'm doing to my past clients that are my favorite past clients, instead of getting the card, the personal video that I'm doing for them probably has way more impact than the really cool card. Okay? So think about some of those things. Um, a couple of other things that I did. Let's see here. Um, just because of the, the market that we're in right now, limitations on rate exceptions, you know, having a cap on what people can do on rate adjustments. Also making sure that when we are doing things at some point, you know, cutting everything out as much as possible to compete if we have to on a deal or two, but not being able to do it on all of them because we just can't, we just can't. And the other thing is make sure that when you're looking at those overall expenses, just like what John said, look every single month on what can be adjusted in a good month and a bad month. Because if you pay attention to the money in the good months, you will have way more money through the tougher months. And that's really the goal at this point, is what can we be adjusting? Um, anything else, John, on money? Uh, I got a couple of things on money and then also on the yeah. marketing side. So yeah. if you didn't catch what Lisa said about making the phone calls on people's birthday, mm-hmm. You're missing the mark. It's um, when you call, you have no idea. Nobody calls anybody anymore. 
Okay. It's all text messages. It's all internet stuff. When you make a call, nobody else is calling. Nobody. Zero. Like I was talking to one of my students and I called him on his birthday and he's like, John, it's five o'clock. You're the only one that's called me. Aww. Not his mom, not his dad, not his sister, nobody. He's got tons of text messages, tons, tons of text messages, cards, but no call. He will never, ever forget that, right? You have an opportunity to do that every day to make an impact. And that's the stuff that sticks forever. People don't forget about that. So I've been sending dollar scratch tickets for eight years and people get a kick out of them. It's great. It's my terrible handwriting. It's awesome. But it's the call that really moves the needle and it costs you no money. So if you're not calling Brad Graves, you better start calling or I'm going to find you. Okay. So you got to make sure that you're calling. It's super, super important. Um, there was one other thing. Oh, a couple things. So on the marketing side, though, on two, like if you keep flipping, a big thing for me is we talk about like farming and things like that. And I've been really, really big on pushing for connecting with people that can refer us every single day. So when you were talking about like looking at the ROI on the P&L and are we spending enough money to get in front of the right people that can make those introductions or those referrals and turn into revenue generating activities, for me, it's been attorney relationships. So like you farm your neighborhood, why not just farm a whole bunch of professionals that have the opportunity to refer you every day? It's still the same expensive 60 cent stamp. It's still the same free video on your email. It's the same thing, but now you're getting in front of somebody that has the opportunity to refer you every single day. So just imagine that you had 500 attorneys that you marketed to, like your 500 person neighborhood. And now you gotta do that too. But instead of going to a thousand, have a professional farm. But here's the great piece about having a professional farm. Guess what you get that you don't get in your neighborhood? You don't get their phone number or their email or their picture. You can get everything. It's all on the internet. It's really freaky. And guess what? Your team's looking for stuff to do right now. That is good, valuable time and research to tee you up, to make some great calls, to handwrite some notes, to do some free videos to make the calls, to make the introductions, to do special events just for them. And these people have the opportunity to refer you every day. Dude. So can we do some of that? Seriously. Can we do some of that? Yes. Okay, cool. Let's do that. Have all your agents do that. All right. That was awesome, guys. That is huge. All the lenders in the room. Wow. If you don't take that back to your realtors and and teach them that, missing the boat. Mm. Um, all right, so let's take a minute now, and I want everyone, like, we're going to do a little table work, but really I want you to, to talk amongst your table one thing that you adjusted in your business money or your personal money that has really helped you kind of move, you know, move the needle and will help you weather the market. 
What's one thing that you are going to adjust or have adjusted that really move the needle and will save you some money? Okay, go ahead. Take two minutes to do this or three. get a couple good ideas? Good sharing. We're going to do a couple because I think circle the wagon on back here. See how I wound that in? You guys are a tough crowd, man. Yo, let's go. All right. We'll get a couple of ideas so that we all get a couple more ideas about how to keep the money in line. How? Go ahead. Uh, John, I know you've been seeing my ads in Luxury Home Magazine and and calling me all the time often, (laughs) but uh, it's uh, highly underperforming, and, and so I'm cutting that and never doing it again. Yes. Good. Mm. Who's next? Yeah, we next table. Down here. Motor on how? Just right over there. Okay, go ahead. You have to track it to measure it. So we're in the process of tracking and making some cuts. Excellent. Keep in mind, too, every year when you guys do your business planning... You need to do a budget along with all the things that you're going to do. Every event, all the mailers, all the closing gifts, everything. It's amazing how much that adds up based on the expectation of loans that you're going to close or deals that you're going to close. But if you're not doing that, that has to be part of the business plan, is really doing a budget for all the gifting, all the events, everything that you're going to do. Food, everything. Go ahead. Nope, right here. Right here. Sorry. We started this during COVID when we were terrified, and we called every vendor that we work with. So, you know, yeah, renegotiate everything. So BombBomb, your CRM, your, you know, your cable, your power, your copier, your person that delivers water. And so our um, operations manager does it with every single repetitive vendor once a year, and he just spaces it out throughout the year. I love it. Did you guys get that? renegotiate your contracts. I have a copier that I like was like, this is ridiculous. Let's renegotiate this. And I saved like 70 bucks a month. It wasn't my biggest thing, but it's better than a stick in the eye. Renegotiate your contracts. So for lenders in the room, consider hosting a client appreciation yourself and then co-inviting with your realtors to invite to the same event. So for example, I have a annual Zoom cooking class with a Michelin chef, chef, a Michelin rated chef. And he does it all on Zoom. There's an an ingredients list. And now I can invite Hannah and say, Hannah, I know you don't normally do a client appreciation event, but there's really huge focus on it. Here's an invite for you to send to your clients and go ahead and invite to the same event. I'm going to co-market it all for you. Here you go. And then same with Elliot and same with this gentleman behind me. I'm sorry, I don't remember your name. Um, and that way it's one expense. And if it's online and it's something like that, I've done it three years now, it's powerful. Cool. Very good. Go ahead. Yes, mine's on the uh, personal budget side, but um, paying ourselves first. So mm. essentially putting money into our investment account first and then drawing it out for our, like, month-to-month living expenses. We found that it would just all get stuck in our checking account by the time we were 
looking to save, we didn't know where it all went. So now much more systematic to exactly what our survival number is. So even though income's down, percentage-wise, we're saving more than we ever have. Love it. That's awesome. David Bach, who's a, like, uh, investor, financial planner, that's one of his biggest things is pay yourself first. Love it. Go ahead. Uh, everybody was closing gifts. We reevaluated our closing gifts to see what was making an impact with our clients and how big of an impact. So that was a, for me, that was a big aha. What do people comment on? What do people say thank you on? All of those things. That's how you kind of measure that return on investment. The other thing, the way to measure, survey your clients. Ask them what had impact. What didn't matter. So at the end, when they're done with their their closing with me, we send out a survey that asks them, what did you think? Do you love HomeBot? Did you like it? Do you not like it? HomeBot is an online subscription. Um, uh, do you read our e-newsletter? Did you love the closing gift? Did you think it wasn't important? What did you think about the pre-approval gift? Was it a wow or was it like, uh, doesn't matter? Ask your clients because that's how they will help you formulate what matters to them and we'll adjust what you do for them. Go ahead. Kind of a weird one, but um, our cars for realtors, cars are all write-offs. You can write off the whole car. The last three years, you're able to bonus depreciation the whole car in one year if you talk to your CPAs. So we bought appropriately new cars instead of having a car payment. So if like a $100,000 car, 35000 comes out of your tax account, 65000 what you owe. Put that on a PCL, which is interest only. So you're only paying about two to three thousand dollars a year for that car. And then in four years, you sell the car for the sixty-five grand you owe versus paying seven to eight hundred dollars a month. So we save about eight nine thousand a year per car. Bam. <laughs> so He's a CPA the, too. Yeah. Hold so on. the car part is like obviously talk to the professional, but I think the biggest part is you got to you know utilize the things to your advantage. Though I think if they're there for sure. Uh, so I was paying about $2,000 a month for video and I brought it in house, bought a camera, saving myself 1000 to 1500 bucks a month now, just paying for editing. Love it. Excellent. One more. One more. Go ahead. I'm taking a lot of the, uh, happy hours that I would typically do just to cut that expense down. And my house is, is large enough that I can bring a lot of agents to my house. And then that way I'm just feeding them and I'm building that stronger rapport with them along with cutting the expense of the happy hours. Love that. You guys can, you know, if you have offices, host a little happy hour there um, or at your home. You cut the expense, you bring in your own stuff, you get food from Costco or wherever. That's excellent. Good. Good? So has everyone got some good takeaways on how to save the money? Yes. Excellent. All right. What's next? The third M. This is our favorite part. The mingling. Are you ready? Yes. yes. This is going to be lots of fun. It so is. one Go thing ahead, I didn't know when I was going to talk about this, so I'm going to talk about it now because I think it kind of goes in with the mingling piece of this. Um, and for all you lenders in the room, I hope that this like is like maybe one of the top three things that you're going to implement. So yes, yeah, so get your pens ready. Get pen. okay. Hold on. Right. Get your ready. So. There's all the, you know, we're all fighting the same battle. Everything's expensive, all that stuff. And everybody's talking about all these two-one buy-downs and all these things. So in our realtor meeting the other day, like Kendra's dropping some knowledge on us. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know that. Like, how do I not know these things? And there's a 
lender that's not in this room, unfortunately, that sent me a video breaking down one of my listings if they were to do this program, what it looked like. And I was like, man, that's pretty, like, that's kind of cool. Um, and I was trying to, you know, it's actually a lead that he sent me, which was cool, but he's trying to get it sold so he can get a buyer, right? Um, but I was thinking about it, and I'm like, how do, like, I feel like this is almost there, but it's not there yet. So I was thinking about it, and I'm like, everybody wants to try to figure out these unique ways to sell their properties, but if I don't know how this stuff works, I'm for sure nobody else knows. I can't explain it appropriately, okay? So I know the showing agent, right, that's opening up the door, the, the red fin door opener, or the person that doesn't really work a whole lot, they have no clue, right? So let's just say, if you could wave your magic wand and you went to your realtor partners and you look at all of their listings that they have for sale and you do a video and there's all these platforms where there's mortgage coach or whatever, and you go in there and you go through what it actually looks like if you were to do one of these processes to help save the seller money and to help save the buyer on payment. But you specifically do it to where it shows the buyer, the value for the buyer. There could be a separate one for the seller, but if you have this canned video that's specific to the property, when you see that showing that comes, that showing alert that somebody's coming, now the agent forwards this video explaining what you're offering to the realtor. And in that email, you say, hey, feel free to send this to your buyer so they know what we're actually offering. Now, through this process, this is does a couple things. One, for us as the listing agent, it's a value add as we're in our listing appointments to be able to show what's our unique selling proposition because nobody else is doing this. But for the lender, it gives you a crack at an agent connection and it gives you a crack at a deal. Like you don't, you don't know, right? Like that's pretty good, right? Okay, so you do it before. John is stealing my thunder. He's okay. staying his lane. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, it's I'm just, awesome. I'm just looking at what right? I'm looking for because I want to sell these puppies too. I don't get paid. Like they're sitting there. I don't want another Tuesday update where I'm like, please, Lord, let's make it happen. Give me the price adjustment. You know. I think the 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 challenge too. The realtors in the room, like we talk about this stuff. Numbers probably isn't your extreme forte. So when we're like, oh yeah, da, 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 and you're like, I've talked about the buy downs for literally three months, and I still do one on one calls with agents to explain how does it really work. <laughs> so having a video to a listing agent that maybe you're not working with, it's, and but start with the ones you with. are working with because okay. ultimately it's the exact property. It's got to be property specific, so okay. it's going to take you some time. But this is how you deepen the relationship with your realtor partners. Because what are you doing? Hold I, on. I'm sending that to the agent who's showing their buyer. I know, but, what, in, but when you're sending that, mm-hmm. remember how Rick talked about like when you really deepen relationships, but it's about the other person's money, mm-hmm. right? So when I said, if I would do that, which I would do that, if I would send that to John, guess what? I'm helping John figure out another way to sell that home. Like I care about John's money and the strategy and his seller's money because probably doing a two-one buy down isn't as expensive as just dropping the price. But that's where that magic happens because you are truly caring about, John, how do we strategize to sell this house? Absolutely. And also, if you show the seller how it saves them money, 
then for us, that's ways that we're showing we're trying to help them save money. And two, for all the lenders in the room, you don't know that seller either. So what if they're buying another property once this unlocks and now you're the last person that they saw? So you got three cracks at it for one video. Love and it. over and over and over Woo! again, right? Over and over and over again. So do that for sure, please. Like all of us are asking for it. They are now because I just told like everybody here. I know all the realtors in the room came from one of you lenders pretty much. So just do the work. Help us out. We'd like really, really, really appreciate it. We got a question up front here. How? I just wanted to validate because that was my homework. And um, we did it for two listings. And on the second time we sent the video out, we got an offer. It took it took six minutes. So, I mean, awesome idea. Awesome. Okay, now you more can give us a couple. One more um, question. Some, oh. John, we got one. Oh, I was a, I was going to ask, did you use Mortgage Coach for that? I, I, I can talk about it. I just called the lender and said, hey, here's <laughs> what I need. My seller's willing to break it down and give $15,000. I can't see the numbers in my head, and I know nobody else can either, so let's go over this together so I know it looks right. He shot the video and then sent it to me. I proofed it, and then we sent it to our uh, TC, and she started sending it out. So it was all through Mortgage Coach. It was super easy. And again, like we talk these numbers all the time. If you're the listing agent, you sit there and you talk about the, you know, the buy down and the seller's willing to this, that, and the other, but nobody can see it. So the visual is everything. There we go. So, um, just, just a little bit of information on that. So one of the things that I think every lender in this room has to be is more strategic. Okay. We're not going to win them over with donuts right now. John just gave you the answer. He gave you my answer, but I'll let him have the credit. But truly, we have to be more strategic. People want to sell these homes. I have got clients that started looking at 3% when that's when the interest rates, and I'm talking to them about 7 They are literally having heart attacks on the Zoom calls. Like, ah! So how do we do it? So again, doing the videos to explain strategy to the realtors. Um, Hunter has done this before and I've, I've snaked it from him. Doing these videos and sending them out one off to agents so that they can send out the video to their clients talking about these buy downs. Explaining that they're not just some gimmicky, you know, option arm that next year is going to be 21%. These are legit things, but they don't understand them. So our job is to explain them. And also because it's video, you automatically have more credibility. When you attach a video, automatically more credibility. The other thing too, 63% of the population is visual learners, are visual learners. So if you are not sending out a video and showing some of the math or showing a mortgage coach, you're missing the boat. You can talk about it all day long, but unless you can visually explain and show, you're going to miss it, okay? So one of the tips that I will give you in this mingle part is number one, video to your agents about explaining what programs you have that will help either their buyers afford, because it's an affordability issue, it's not a price issue, it's an affordability issue right now. How do you get the sell, the listing agents to pay attention? You visually show them, hey, if they did a $20,000 price reduction or if they did a 2-1 buy down, that cost them 14 grand. That's six grand more in their pocket. That's a win making that listing agent look better. 
So again, that's strategy. Um, wow, I just completely lost my train of thought. Hang on, it'll come back. Jeremy, got a filler for me? Thank you. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Go ahead, John. Okay, I'll Think, do a couple. Yeah, go so, ahead. Give me a couple <clears throat> tactics that might so, come back. Yeah, absolutely. So on the mingling side of things, what we have to All look right, at is okay. what are we doing right now that we have a lot of fun doing? So I just want you to think about it for a second. What do you love doing with other people around you? Okay? Okay? So what it, the whole, feel, that's okay. Drinking's fine. It, you know? So the one thing that I've really found is that at first when Rick and Kendra and all my coaches and Rita were like, really started working this VIP program, I started to look at what do I do for fun right now and how do I turn it in a way that is actually going to be beneficial in my business? So I sought out ways to go and have fun and include people around me. Now, I love playing golf. It's no secret. And at the end of the day, I was like, what if I just do this more often with people I don't know? Because what usually ends up happening is, especially if you're a golfer, you play with the same people all the time. And what I decided, I was like, I'm never going to play with the same people ever. Because when do you get a captive audience for three hours? Well, let's be real, like five, hopefully, right? So what I decided was I'm going to join my men's club and I'm going to play every single week with strangers. I went to the pro and I was like, hey, I want to play. This is when I want to play every week. I just want you to put me in with people I don't know. I don't care who they are. I don't care. Most of the folks that play golf, especially if it's like during the day, are usually like retired people or like at the end of the day or early Saturday mornings, like they have other things going on. Um, but most folks that play the sport are, you know, I'm at a municipal course, so I'm going to say they're successful in a blue collar way, which is really my style. I'm not at a country club. It costs me $100 per year to be a member, Right. And I decided I'm going to volunteer. So I started playing with a bunch of people. Then I started volunteering in the organization. And I've been the president for five years. And I have a captive audience, another farm of four to 500 people every year that know who I am. I've done tons of deals. And they all refer me all the time. It's like you cast this little like web in there. And there's all there's lots of other realtors that play there all the time. And it's kind of the random joke that they're like, oh, you're just going to use John. Or they're always giving me crap. Or, you know, I have like a lot of my VIPs that play in the group. And they're like, so-and-so is trying to get some business. But, you know, he's not. Don't worry about it. Like, we got you. So it's really, really cool. But it takes time. So what I want you to think about doing is what are you doing right now that you could bring some more people along with you to enjoy life? Or what should you be doing more of to where you can go out and meet some new people where it's not going to cost you any more money because you're going to go do it anyway, but you can tweak it a little bit to make it really beneficial. And there's lots of these opportunities out there. But you got to think about them a little bit, but they're kind of right in front of your face. But John, don't you think a lot of people who already play at that club, they just show up and they play, but you're taking it to the next level of who do I play with that I don't know. 
And now the follow-up, right? We all said the proofs are the, are the, the returns and the follow-up, oh, yeah. right? Excellent. So, absolutely. So I'm bringing stuff, and next time I always remember their names. I write down everybody's name on the scorecard, and I make note of who I played with so I can remember who it is um, in conversation because nobody ever remembers, and I'm terrible with names. So if you don't ask, like, right away, you're toast. So go fast. Don't wait. Get it. Write it down. It's okay to write down their name in front of them. Good. There's no shame in that. So. Awesome. There you go. Did did it come back? Uh, It came back. Yep. It just takes a while. You know, it was way back here. It came with front. Okay. A couple of things on with strategy. Video. Your agents need connection and I don't want to say content, but content. So for me, every single week I do a video out to all of my realtors. It's called the weekly wrap up. Basically talks about what happened with interest rates that week and anything else that I think is important that they know. Video every single week. Also, video. I do a VIP video once a month. Or excuse me. Um, I do a VIP video in a newsletter once a month. I do a PQ video every other week. So out to all of my PQ clients or non-responsive leads. I also do a newsletter to them once a month. I also do a video and newsletter to all of my past clients once a month. So that's not really mingling, but that is more passive prospecting, staying in touch, staying connected. Um, if I think about a past clients, what do I, what do I want to know? Is my house going to go down in value? Um, what happens if there's a recession? Uh, it's, uh, October, November. What do I need to be doing on maintenance on my house to make sure it doesn't like freeze up over the winter? Like think, put yourself in that position of as a business person, some of my VIPs, what do they need to know? So everything that I put in there is is a little bit about the the market and the industry, but more about business in general. Okay, I also write like a little personal blurb, things like that. So again, it's a little bit passive, but it's the connection. The other thing that I think is um, something that is for me mingling is I did a mastermind recently, and this went off really well. And I'm going to tell you how I did it because I think how I did it was part of why it worked because I've done it other ways and it hasn't worked. Um, I did a text video to 12 agents and I basically said, Hey guys, I'm going to do a mastermind. I think right now everything is about strategy, um, communication and really being intentional about this market. There's only 12 of you on this text string. Let me know if you're interested in doing this, and if you're not, no problem, but if you are, respond back in 24 hours. And these are bigger agents, like they're definitely whale-type agents. Within 20 minutes, eight of them have responded, yes. And they were from all different markets, like in the Twin Cities, different brokerages. So then what I did was I said, great, this is the official text string. There were 10 of them that participated out of the 12. So that's a pretty good number. So then I sent a note to their, uh, a text message to them individually. And I said, what do you guys want to get out of this mastermind? Give me two things. And I'm so pumped that you're doing it. Then individually, I gathered all of those things that they wanted to get out of the mastermind. They showed up at my office. I called it masterminds in mimosas on a Wednesday. So yes, we had mimosas. Some partook, some some didn't. It's okay. And Every single person showed up, and I don't know about you guys, and uh, realtors, no offense, but 
How many times do you guys do some kind of lunch and learner event and every single realtor is there on time or early? Like never, right? This event, every agent was there. Some were 15 minutes early. I'm like, dude, are you okay? Um, early. And I wrote up in basically four categories because that's all there were out of all those people, three things they wanted to learn. There was only four categories. And then I basically emceed and we went through and the four categories were the market, scripting, um, uh, uh, communication with past clients and how to make the phone ring now. That were the four things basically that they wanted to know. And then we went around and everybody shared for an hour and a half. And then when they were done and I was like, was this helpful? Yes. They asked me if I would be willing to do it again. Now here's the really magic part of this. I had 10 agents Four of them I'd never worked with. Never worked with. They were listing agents. I liked them. I liked how they showed up. And that was my way. But what did I do? I put them in a room with other agents that already worked with me. Plus, I was the MC. When you kind of MC and like you're in charge of the room, it automatically kind of lifts you up a little bit and puts you in more of that authority position. So guess what I did after? Because the, the, the massive benefit is in the follow-up. After that event... I texted every single person, thank you so much for attending. I hope you got something out of it. Please let me know what the number one takeaway was so I can help hold you accountable because that's where the magic is. And then the agents that I didn't work with, I said, hey, I loved that you participated and I think that we would have a really great foundation of working together. Can I meet with you one-on-one to talk more about your business? Every single one said yes. So that is how I did this mastermind. And for me, it was the most impactful. And I've now done it three more times. (laughs) So it's a very duplicatable process. But what's different is it was exclusive. I handpicked them. So they really felt like, wow. Okay, so mastermind. Um, I've done a couple events in my home. So I just did an Oktoberfest. I had 35 realtors come to my home. Um, John By gave me this idea, so I'm going to steal it, but we did it. Um, a building happy hour. We're in a building with other professionals. And all I did was I went to every single office and I gave them like this little postcard and said, Hey, we're going to do a building like mix and mingle because we've all been off at COVID and now we're kind of back and we're going to be hosting it. So come on down, bring your business cards. We want to get to know your employees and you. I mean, we had 23 people in our building at a happy hour. And these are other businesses. Every The beauty of our businesses, every single person at some point probably is going to have a house and a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Like we have unlimited resources of referrals. And it was easy. We're all there already. I just got some snacks, beer, wine. They came down. So building happy hour if you are in a building. Um, that's, that's kind of my things that are, oh, one other thing. Hold on, how? One other thing. For realtors, lenders, when you guys are doing your, how many of you guys do like Friday updates or you send out a little thing that talks about all the leads that you've got going? Just, okay. Step one. Every Friday, send out a little update to your realtors on the leads and where you're at with them. Still trying to get in touch with them. They're already pre-approved or, you know, whatever it is. 
So once you get that system down, the next system is send a video with it, but don't do it on Fridays anymore. Do it on Thursdays. Okay. So I do a quick video to my top um, channel accounts and then that next category. So it's probably about 25 people. But I do a video and say, hey, just wanted to send this out. Um, on this one, I haven't heard from so-and-so in a little while. Have you? Let me know. I just talked to them about the two one buy down. So if you're showing them anything, make sure that it is something where we can negotiate because that is part of their affordability that they have to have now. And I literally send that out to probably 20 agents on Thursday. I end it with, hey, by the way, if you're going out with any of these people this weekend, please give me a, a heads up so that I can get prepared and get them any kind of numbers or any communication that may, they might need before they go out. Make sense? Yes? Yes. Ah, you guys, that was like, I thought that was a winner. I got nothing. <laughs> okay. So those were kind of my mingle ideas. John, do you have anything else before we open it up for a little table work and then Q&A? So one other thing just on the building happy hour. So <clears throat> great to do it once. Even better, though, to do it quarterly, bi-monthly. The thing with the folks that are there, the the owners, the employees, all that stuff, they need to see you more frequently if you're going to do it. And it doesn't cost you a lot of money. We did a taco truck for our building. Um, it was way too expensive. Poor planning on my part. Now I know much better. Budget. So, but in that, we had 130 people show up, and they all filled out their information. And of that, 30 people had either wanted to know more about the market, know how to buy a house, they're looking for us to reach back out to them. So, and these are like within eye shot. So what is right there? You all got it. There's something that's right in front of your face that you're not paying attention to. So find out what that is and start building the relationships. Get it going. Because right now you got the time. And it's, if you do the work now, you're not going to have the time later because of what you're doing right now. So make sure you're doing the right activities so that you're going to slingshot forward once things start to turn around, because they will. This is only a matter of time. Um, you guys want one more idea, or are you kind of full? <laughs> one more? Okay. I, I only got, like, one more. Okay. So one – well, actually, two more. Um, any, if you guys are looking at stuff, like, right now, I'm looking at all of my systems. How can I lever up? I'm looking at my website. Either, are there things on there that I should be updating? Are there calculators that I should be updating? Are there things on there? Spend time right now looking at that. What systems are you using but not really using? HomeBot, I can be using that to the nth degree. Partnering with more agents on that. So pay attention to some of those things that we just could not pay attention to in the last two years and really take inventory of how are you using it to the best of its ability because we, like John just said, we have so many things that are right here that we're just not taking advantage of. Okay? And then the last thing that I'm going to go really fast because I want to make sure that we got this, so I'm going to speed up my talking. But I just did this thing. It is Oleg, Oleg the god of like coming up with crazy things. But it was called a circus. Have you guys ever heard about this? Okay. So I have never, ever, ever called this many people in a week. But I was like, I need a dose of something, a shot of something, so I did it. Basically what the circus is, is on Monday you call 120 realtors, Tuesday you call 120 unconverted leads or leads that are sitting on the sidelines. And then Wednesday you call 120 past clients. 
Does that sound like a lot? It sure is. Okay, so here's what I will tell you what I learned from doing this. Number one, on Mondays, the realtors, um, that it was just a long day. It took me about seven, hour, seven hours, 45 minutes, technically. But it was excellent because I had to go into those listing agents and those people that are a little bit chillier to me. And that was uh, good for me. The unconverted leads and the um, unconverted leads and the people on the sidelines, that was the most incredible day. Here's the one thing I will tell you. Never, ever, ever mark your leads unresponsive. Call them forever. Like, we call them 10 times, and if they don't respond to us after 10 times, we write them unresponsive, right? That is a myth. Like, there were people that I called that were unresponsive, and they're like, oh my gosh, yes, I totally remember. Look, I'm going to be interested in January. My lease is up in, you know, March, and I'm going to start looking then. We had them as unresponsive. Like, I would have never called them again if I didn't do this exercise. And also, it really sharpened my skills. (laughs) Talking to people about getting them off the fence and why buying now is an incredible time. It really sharpened me with the objections that they kept throwing. And then the third day, the past clients, the fact that we're calling 120 of those people, so usually some of those people that were earlier um, in the year, just to check in. How's the house? How are you feeling? Are you so glad that high five on that interest rate we got you? But just to check in after the close, that is where that connection and to ask for who do you really care about that I should have a conversation right now about in this market who should be buying or should be getting out of that expensive rental. And that's it. But for me, it was so much activity and it just was a total shot in the arm that God, we got to do the work because it's all right here. We just got a little, I, I, I won't speak for you guys. I got a little lazy and a little, what's the other word? Entitled, all the bad adjectives, right? <laughs> so this just really gave me a shot in the air. I'm like, okay, I got this. Sharpen my skills, sharpen my objection handling skills. And it made me feel like, okay, I can do this. So that was the other cool thing that I think mingling what you got to do right now to really gauge that activity. All right, okay, so, done. All right, we got a couple minutes left. So on the back of here, Six. though, we got this the squid thing. The yeah, make sure that you do your review of the class. But we have about six minutes for questions. Yeah, so make sure you do a review. You guys heard Rick this morning. Low scores. Don't get to stay. John and I want to stay another semester. Help us out. But let's go with questions. Go ahead, Alfonso. So for your uh, mastermind, you said you did it three more times. With the same group or different groups? So I've got one group now that's going. Uh And then I did the exact same thing to two other groups. So I've got... One group that's on like their third time, another group that's on their second time, and one group we just did last week. That's awesome. And I'll just keep them going. Got it. This is in the weeds a little bit, but HomeBot, are you actually doing anything valuable with it? And have you seen realtors do anything valuable with it? Yes and yes. And I can, and, and HomeBot is one of those things where it's a, a software, 
um, that does a lot of follow-up every month. You had a monthly digest talking about the financials of the home, how it's appreciating, um, what homes are going on in the area, how you're paying down your mortgage. And yes, every Monday I call on the people that are the most active, but really where the best part is, is I use it at the pre-approval stage because I see who is really actively looking, who's falling off. And I leverage that with my agent saying, we need to call this person. Hey, did you see this in HomeBot? We should be paying attention. Have you talked to him? Have you talked to him? So that's how I do it. I definitely can do it better though. Lise, when you, when you, um, filtered out those agents? Did you do it by, like, did you start with warm agents, ones that you had had transactions with, or did you just specifically go for by the mastermind? numbers? Yeah, for the mastermind. Okay, you guys are all going to overthink this because I assign this to my students and I get, like, a gazillion questions. I looked at the people who I thought <clears throat> would be good sharers, were doing a good enough business, a good business that they are worried, and ones that... I liked and I knew would be, would, yeah, would be fun. It's masterminds and mimosas. I mean, come on. But, and this is also how I started it. Many of you in this room are com- competitors. So please come with an abundance mindset. Because if you give your best idea and someone else starts to do it, it doesn't matter because you've already been doing it. You're that much farther down the race. And no matter what, they're not you. And you will give, or you will get way more than you give by really coming and sharing and being open about it. So, John, um, how do you collect over here? Okay, <laughs> over here. How do you collect information um, from people on your building happy hours? So, one, they all have websites, and we door knock them. So, no, 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 but like when on, they come, like, how do you collect? Like, are you interested? Do you want us to follow up? So, we just had a sign-in sheet, and they, in order to get free food, they had to fill it out. So, we forced them to put in their name and their email, and they had to check the box if they had interest in any of those things that I had talked about. Okay, cool, awesome. Question for you, Lisa: um, Do you put out a topic for your mastermind over here? Same place. Same place. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you put Wait, out a topic for your mastermind, or is it just like, hey, mastermind, and then they shoot you whatever they want to talk about, or do you have like a Topic first. So the ongoing ones at this point, basically it's, here's the topic, come and be prepared to talk about it. And it's, it's never me picking it. It's, hey, what are the three things that you guys want to talk about or, you know, deal with at this next one? And then they tell me, and then I kind of just make sure that they're following and not talking too much. Lisa, for your Thursday video lead updates, are you texting or emailing those to the Lisa, realtors? Right here. God, Hi. am I like a crazy dog? Um, well, email. Your email because my yeah. update is all in email, so I just embed the video. I use a screen share or a screencast, a medic, something, so that they can see my screen, and then I can kind of show them like, hey, this person I talked about to and buy down this, I did this. Um, I haven't heard from it, this person. We got to get together. Got it. Got it? So email. Thank you. Hey, Lisa, Stuart. Um, your uh, market newsletter you send out, is it mailed or is it email? It's emailed. And is it monthly? It is monthly. I do it. So the realtors get a weekly video and then they get a newsletter monthly that I write. It's not canned. And then my VIPs get a monthly newsletter with a video. My past clients get a monthly newsletter with a video. And then my... PQs are unconverted leads, monthly newsletter with a video. But then the PQs also get a video every other week, too. Okay. okay? John, last one. Yep. Hey, John. Uh, 
Do you have like a realtor's version of the circus that you recommend for us <laughs> to do? Dun, dun, dun. Um, I'm sure we'll come up with something now. You guys can do the same thing. Yeah, just you do really do out. the same thing. Like, yeah. just do the different, like, mm-hmm. Monday, do a different mm-hmm. day. But I guarantee you got unconverted leads and things like yeah. that that you've undone. And you yeah. got past clients, too. So just Monday, do your sphere or do, you know, We'll figure it out, Brian. Something else. We'll get you on something fun. So, we have... Something fun. We're almost done. By a show of hands, did everybody get a couple good takeaways that they can implement? Yeah. All right. That's what I'm like. I love it. Last thing. Lisa. My gosh, I had so much fun. This you were super, fun. super smart, and I just had a really good time. I know everybody here got a ton of takeaways, and I hope that we get to do this again soon. I agree. You're amazing. Thank you so All much. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Core Sales Training Bootcamp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at thecoretraining.com.